1: be honest, I would put
2: myself in the same category as D-Wade.
3: Now our chest is jumped over
0: the scorers table. Our chest is in the stands. This
2: man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the
1: writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome, everybody to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is September.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
3: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. 13th,
1: 2021. This is Alex Berutha, and I am here in person Ew. with Ken K. Kreitz. Choo-choo! Whistle is in Vermont. Sorry, but great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this is the first in-person pod I've done in at least a year. Maybe yeah. closer to a year and a half at this point because of the pandemic. I have forgotten how good-looking you are. <laughs> <laughs> Same goes for you. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Uh, uh, the camera adds a lot of weight. I even saw you shirtless today, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Sadly,
1: he did. And uh, he's still going to eat lunch, we hope. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, this podcast is presented by Winbet, which is now the exclusive Hello. sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcasts. Boom. Uh, we'll get some more words by Winbet later, but... Well everybody else at the company and maybe the world is freaking out about their fantasy football teams. Freaking, literally freaking. Yeah, week one over reactions. The tech team was in a fight this morning. <laughs> is Aaron Rodgers over
2: Ryan Tannehill, which I thought, hey guys, perspective. Yeah, let's
1: <laughs> here's some perspective. The NBA is what really matters. Boom. <laughs> uh today's podcast will be about looking through Rotowires uh, rankings for the upcoming season the statistical rankings comparing them to espn's rankings see who were higher on who were lower on big big writer for the espn
2: rankings is former rotowire employee andre snellings over at espn who will be on future pods by the way uh,
1: alex yeah he's he's been on one of our podcasts before uh and we would love to have him on again we are not criticizing the espn
2: rankings we're merely highlighting <laughs> some differences between the ESPN and roto
1: And actually, we don't really know the, what's the format on the ESPN of these rankings? I couldn't exactly figure it out, but they're head-to-head. Okay. They're head-to-head categories. Okay. So I'm assuming they're eight cat. Um, OTO. So that could be part of our, our uh, oh, so you win eight category for us as well.
2: Yep. Alex yeah. did all the wonderful pre-work. I just waltzed in here. <laughs> <laughs> you had other work to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shirtless work. <bone Above> <laughs> yes.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Um please stay with us. Don't ha- don't hang up on the podcast. Yeah, please. The- <laughs> <laughs> please listen for the ad reads talk later in the podcast.
2: <laughs> We're getting to the meat of this pod. Let's go, baby. All right. So, ESPN you we we got pretty deep here. You highlighted a bunch of differences.
1: I did. Uh ESPN went 200 deep, so I decided to go 200 deep. Mm-hmm. Um but you can check our full rankings which are like 500 players deep on the website. We just completed our player outlooks for the upcoming season. Those are There are more than 400 of those. So if you go to a rotowire wire player page, if you're wondering what our outlook for new uh, Celtic Juancho Hernan Gomez is, mm. you can figure that out. Uh, but let's kick things really off. Really
2: well-written Extre- outlook for Hernan Gomez. Extremely- I know the guy who re- banged out the Celtic Alex. He did a fantastic job. Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, short notice. But I'd say about 85 90% of our draft kit for the upcoming NBA season is published. Oh, yeah. And we will frantically update. Everything, now until opening tip. So Outlooks get written. Somebody gets traded, somebody gets hurt. We update those statistical projections yep. and their written Outlook, as well as the team depth charts, as we write up that news in player news. And, and Alex, are you as big a fan as I am of the My Leagues feature? The My Leagues f- feature oh. is awesome. Yes. Yeah. So you automatically, the day after your draft, automatically load your entire league, and we will give you league-specific advice. Via the My League feature, and it's it's a dream. Makes it so much easier to manage your squad.
1: Just two days ago, I had to adjust for marcus leaving the Lakers. That's how recently these get updated. I yeah. actually woke
2: up at four in the morning because you had one more idea, <laughs> and it was Spain time when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Woke up in a
1: cold sweat. Like Dwight Howard, you like thirty minutes a game. Oh, I forgot to use the big burrito as his nickname. there yeah. look, I'm gonna have to inject that. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's kick things off. Um, at the top of the list. Biggest Biggest difference. I I don't know what the biggest difference is. Highest ranking difference. Highest ranking difference, yes. ESPN has Kevin Durant ranked third. We have him ranked eighth, Mm -hmm. or excuse me, ninth. Um, If you are drafting and Kevin Durant is on the board at number three, would you take him or would you rather draft James Harden, Steph Curry, uh, someone like that? I'm going to take
2: a step back and just get into – I'm not going to answer that question specifically. Okay. I think the big difference in the Durant ranking on ESPN and our ranking is injuries slash games expected to be played. Sure. But also how often, especially during the overly long regular season, is Durant just happy to give James Harden and Kyrie their game? You know what I mean? Yep. I think there's a little bit of a Olympic bump for Durant because he was the man during the Olympics, right? Yep. But Durant's smart enough to say I don't need to dominate
1: for 82 games. He could. If yeah. He's oh, yeah. Yeah. We saw what he did in the playoffs, right? Against yeah, the box, especially.
2: Absolutely could. But he'd be kind of foolish. I don't know. He, it'd be silly of him to be Olympic like every night yeah. for the Nets because they don't need it.
1: No, they don't need it, and um, we have for posterity. We have Durant currently projected for 69 games played, which I think is a fair estimate based on you know how many games he played last season. He's he's a how old is he now? Is he 32, 33? He's younger than you think. He is 30. He's about to be 33. Oh, I'm wrong. He's older than I. Am. He's yeah. <laughs> so Durant Durant played 35 games last season, coming off a torn Achilles, and he's a 33 year old. That worries me. A, he didn't have a very
2: relaxing offseason either.
1: No. So that worries me just inherently. Like a 33 year old coming off an Achilles, with a, you know, he banged up. They don't need him to play. I mean, the Nets could have Durant, you know, play 40 games and they'd still win yeah. 55. Of, like. I, honestly, why wouldn't you just rest them on whatever the back to backs are going to be? Right. You know, because they,
2: in a, in a Nash, has to also keep these stars happy. And yeah. The easiest way to do that is like, oh yeah, Katie's got an ankle, whatever. Who who's it? Just so literally, Harden can touch the ball five more times that night, and yeah. Kyrie can touch it five. That's all about ego management. And the dilemma there, like, unlike a Joker who has to lead that team every night, especially with Jamal Murray out, right. Durant doesn't have to do anything. He can take half the season off.
1: Yeah, ESPN has Durant ranked over Harden, which I would not draft Durant over Harden. Harden's. Practically an iron – I mean, he's been an iron man in the NBA. He missed some time last year with the bothersome hamstring. That's an injury that can get anybody, keep them out for a while. But I would would much rather have James Harden um, just because I think he's a much better possibility of playing 75 games. I'm a little worried about his usage because the usage rate with him, Durant, and Kyrie Irving all at the floor at the same time were not great. Now, it's not a huge sample size, but he averages like 16 points per 36 minutes when all three of them are on the court. How often is that going to happen? Not that often. He's going to be a threat for 30, 10, and 10 every game. He's James Harden. You have to figure game count into
2: these rankings. And I think some people are sort of like, well, you can't predict injuries. Let's just – no, no. Put them aside. Yeah. yeah, In a dream bubble. I know in football, Liss always does his no injury rankings. rankings. And they're wildly (laughs) different than our regular rankings
1: because guys get injured and you tend to know who. The the no injury rankings, quote-unquote, that's fine if you're in a best ball league. Or you draft uh, like 15 yes. best ball leagues or yeah, something like well. that. And you're just going for pure upside in every single league. Sure, draft Durant third. Draft Kemba Walker 40th. Like, it doesn't matter as much. Um, next on our list. This has got me angry. A Ken Crites favorite. That's why I'm angry. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet, who ESPN has ranked 29th and we have ranked 14th. I'm going to have to call Dre at the end of this pod. <laughs> Invent
2: some anger there, FVV baby. No Kyle Lowry, no Kyle I know. Lowry. We are going to look at a career year for Freddie Van Freddie Van They
1: need him. Need. This is the opposite of the Durant
2: situation.
1: Yeah. Well, and especially Siakam is out for the beginning of the year. He yeah. might be out a month. I mean, who knows if they'll even bother rushing him back? I mean, they're they're kind of a, the Raptors are a tough team to read. Just from, are they tanking? Are they trying? Right. Right. But um, yeah, last season. Uh, Van Vliet basically averaged 20 points, six assists, almost two steals. I mean, you know, you look at his field goal percentage and you're a little worried, like, oh, he shot 39% from the field last season, but he still ranked 23rd on a per-game basis an 8-cat. Yeah. And like you're saying— Why would you drop him in that situation? He should be moving up, not down, because of Lowry's absence. 100%. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that one—that one, you know, I I had a—I put out a poll on Twitter— But would you rather draft – who would you draft first if they were all on the board? Fred Van Vliet, LaMelo Ball, or Zion Williamson? And Fred Van Vliet won that. As well he should. Yeah, and then Zion and then LaMelo. Um, But that was an interesting discussion anyway. I feel like – or
2: another way to look at it is Kyle Lowry had Fred Van Vliet to lean on. Fred Van – or to help him in the backcourt take shots, get extra assists. Fred Van Vliet is leaning on Gary Trent, Malachi Flynn, and an 87-year-old Goran Dragić. And Goran Dragić should not be on this team. If he doesn't want to be on the team. He doesn't want to be on the team. He, he may start the season with him, but by the trade deadline, they'd be crazy not to move
1: him. And they have low usage centers, Kem Birch, Ken- Boucher, he's just going to shoot I so. So,
2: yeah. Fred, they're they're begging VanVleet to shoot too much.
1: It, <laughs> something to I mean, something to consider when you are, you know, in a draft, like we do all this prep work we put together all of this the the projections but when it comes down to you're on the clock you have 15 seconds to make a decision because you were messing around looking at other guys and you're like it's between these two guys and it's always just comes down to a gut feeling yeah. and most of the time that can just come down to if you're looking between two or three guys does this person's team need them desperately right the Raptors desperately need Fred VanVleet to average, agree, like, 25 100%. points a game. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, next on our list is Brandon Ingram, who we have ranked 17th, and ESPN has ranked 55. And, I mean, personally, I suspect you can get Ingram closer to 55 than right. 17. Um, But I don't think we've projected him for anything absurd. You know, basically 25-5-5, and 5, which is slightly more than the average year's numbers right i'm trying to remember how many games has zion missed last year not that many he missed time at the end
2: of the year because at this same time last year i was saying ingram's too highly rated he padded his stats when zion was out right and now this summer i'm realizing oh i was wrong (laughs) ingram is going to do just fine with or without zion and frankly their backcourt's worse now right
1: and they need more from Ingram. It, this, and in a lot of ways, they're going to be like the Celtics.
2: This ball is going sure. through the forwards.
1: Yeah. Um, Zion missed only 11 games last year. Um, Ingram ranked 39th on a per-game basis last year. Two years ago, ranked 22nd, but that was mostly without Zion. Um, I think we are a little high here. I mean, I think it's definitely possible averages what we have him projected for. I mean, if you just assume improvement, he's 24 years old. Like you mentioned, the yep. team needs him. Um but I think his stock since moving to New Orleans, just in terms of do people – like he's he's not in L.A. anymore. Like the average fantasy player doesn't care as much about Brandon Ingram. Um,
2: That's true. Or worried about Zion growth. Yeah. You know. a, a great point about – a great thing in Ingram's favor is he passes really well. He you does. Know, looking at five assists last year, 4.2 the year before per game. And now their starting point guard is Devontae Graham, who's really a tweener, right? You've gone from ball, a pass-first point guard, to kind of a chucker in Graham. I think Ingram's passing uh, – they're going to need Ingram to be more of a facilitator.
1: Yeah, Graham is kind of interesting. He he shoots a ton of threes. He, he can't get anything around the basket. He might be a better half-court guy than ball, mm. but um, – Can create his own shot, maybe, as you're saying. Well, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Let's move down the list to one of the, I guess, one of the, I don't even know if you can classify him as a sleeper anymore. Shannon should be here for this. He, does he still have the big Michael Porter poster over his bed at work home? <laughs> well, he at least, I think, has Michael Porter in our in our keeper league, yeah. which I think is oh, yeah. something to yeah. be proud of. But just to age myself, by the way,
2: when I was sure. a kid, I had the famous Sports Illustrated Julius Irving wow. with the knee braces. Medium-sized fro, not the full ABA fro. It 76ers. Medium sized fro Julia serving to the famous one hand dunk. Back in the day when Sports Illustrated was a viable like magazine, people actually got right. They always had a p- full page ad for athlete posters and they had this cool white frame around them. They were a thing for like
1: ten years. Sure, anyway, the Julia serving
2: was the most famous.
1: I'm sure I've seen it. I've seen the George Gervin Iceman one. I will. That's pretty famous. I will
2: embed this poster in, okay. in the article post of our pod. That was a mouthful. But uh,
1: <laughs> I know what you're saying.
2: Let's get back to Michael Porter, though.
1: Sorry. Yeah, we have him ranked uh, 26th. ESPN has him ranked 47th. Big difference. I think to some... I mean, this is... Is this based...
2: I'm, I'm asking you. Sure. You think this is based on Jamal Murray and
1: when or even, I dare say, if he returns? So I think you could look at like five different rankings websites and Michael Porter could be anywhere from 20th to like 60th <laughs> because yeah. you have the Jamal Murray factor. He might come back as soon as February. He might never come back. Michael Porter missed his entire first season because of a back injury and had uh like, uh, uh, I think it was John Hollinger, a, a former GM of a team has said that he, Michael Porter had the worst medicals of any player he had ever seen <laughs> yes. in his career. Yeah. So that he's he, now proved To be over. Maybe. Right? Maybe. See, uh, Nick and I have had this argument all the time. 61
2: games last year.
1: 61 games last year. Right, so. 55 games the year before. Yeah, that was a problem. But he's played extremely well. I mean, last year, he scored almost 20 points a game on 54% from the field, 45% from three. That's unbelievable. You know what I like about Michael Porter? Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon (laughs) is wildly
2: overrated. Yeah and a lot of drafters are going to look at the name Aaron Gordon and say oh that's going to eat into Porter's shots. But right. Gordon if I wish Aaron Gordon had never won the duck contest because then he'd be rated where he belongs which is a okay both sides of the ball forward you know a little bit of everything but frankly not particularly good at anything. Right. Doesn't rebound well. So that gives Porter a lot of extra rebounds he probably shouldn't be getting. Yeah, Porter can get like ten rebounds a game. Yeah. Like they, you know, and and with Murray out, Jokic needs someone. Porter's always gonna get two or three just easy threes on awesome dimes from
1: the Joker. Yep. Where he's tripled. And then people are like, all oh, right, Michael Porter's someone we got a guard. And he's a good offensive rebounder. So if he's yeah. his shooting's off, he can grab offensive rebounds. Like this is another situation, like we're talking about Van Vliet. Do the Nuggets need desperately need Michael Porter? Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like, they have yeah. Jokic, obviously, and Will Barton, but Will Barton hasn't been that healthy either. Right. I mean— uh, And also, from a fantasy standpoint, <clears> what you love about Porter is he's a guy that will err
2: on shooting too much. Oh, stuff. yeah. Like, Eric Gordon frustrates you because you're like, why aren't you shooting? You know? Right. But Porter's the other extreme. He's, he's going to err on, oh, maybe I shouldn't have taken that three. Oh, well, shake it off. Let's play some poor defense and come back
1: a lot, of, a lot of Denver's secondary offense will be Aaron Gorgon with the ball in his hands, running straight at Michael Porter to hand him the ball.
2: And then set a bad pick. And yep. then, yeah, yeah. As
1: soon as Porter touches it's not even out of Aaron Gorgon's hands yet. He's already going up with a shot.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, because P.J. Dozer is not going to carry that carry that load on the second squad. He is not. Uh, before we move on, a word from Winbet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions. And even more so making the right decision.
2: For Benjamins.
1: Listen up here, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, Winbet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. Winbet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Hey WinBet brings you all the latest action. You're like a you're like an old-school disc jockey. You're like a hype man. <laughs> I'm,
2: the, I'm the rhythmic man, yes, sir. Like,
1: like yeah, like <laughs> Run DMC. There's just a guy who's not even part of Run DMC just I'll yelling. A paid to dance in the background. <laughs> yeah. uh, WinBet brings you all the latest action with a, use, a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays over unders, round robins live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. You know, Shannon's got to get us. Winbet
2: t-shirts to wear for Ooh. the video part of this. I'll do it. I'm shameless. I don't care. I, th- I thought
1: I saw a hat here the other day. Mm. Let's get some, I'm going to work on that. Thank you. Good people at Winbet. Yes. Continue, Want a break from sports betting? Not, not sure why you would, but head into Winbet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots or try your hand at, ba- is it Baccarat? Baccarat? Baccarat I, I thought it was. Okay. But I don't know either. I don't know either. Um, <laughs> WinBet is currently available in six states Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. While rapidly expanding at WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W Y N N B E T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Did I ever tell you I ran into
2: Franco Harris at the Win?
1: I. Hall of Fame running back, Franco Harris. He was just
2: at a blackjack table. No, no, uh, craps. Oh, yeah. I love and craps. And my wife's from Pittsburgh. Okay. Franco is deep in the craps game. So my wife just walks behind Franco while I take an awkward picture <laughs> from about 15 feet away. Franco has this look on his face like, yeah, you can, t- okay, I get this all the time.
1: Yeah, they, uh, it's, it's uncanny how famous people know. Right. They can tell that you know, know who they are, right? And they're they're wise enough not to get mad about it, but they're not uh, encouraging either. They're just sort of like, okay, I'll accept this. When when I was at uh, I was at the Caesar Sportsbook like two years ago, and I saw Ryan Rosillo there, and I took like two looks at him, and like the second look, he like could tell that I was I was like, how? You? Sorry. It's crazy <laughs> how people know the
2: win for famous people. The win, the know, win. Famous people love the win. Yeah, I'm just gonna drop that little nugget.
1: Based on my one experience of Franco Harris. No, I've seen other famous people. There. The question is, if you're famous, are you going to the win, or does going to the win make you famous? Ooh, I don't know. That's chicken or egg right there. But that yeah. is. <laughs> uh, Let's get to yes. Uh, Dejounte Murray, RotoWire favorite. He he really he really is a RotoWire the, the, favorite. The bidding in the keep RotoWire keeper leagues for Murray is always excessive. Yeah, I don't know if someone has him currently, but I'll bet Whalen has him. Or yeah. Anderson.
2: Whalen or Anderson are big DeJounte Murray
1: favorite. James has been on DeJounte Murray for a long time. Uh, we have him ranked 34th. ESPN has him ranked 60th. Um, where was he last year? Last year, let me double check here. The thing about Murray is that, uh, again, we're talking about does the team need him desperately? And I think the Spurs are pretty much in that mode where it's him and Derek White. But you know the problem? They've needed him the last couple of years. And he has
2: not done it. He hasn't. Yeah. It. He's not. a. He has yet to prove. Yep. I'm a guy you can lean on. He's a He's right. a stable NBA starter. No doubt. Yes. But when, when you're like, we need a bucket. Has the name
1: DeJounte Murray ever popped in your head? Even when watching a Spurs game? No, I think. I mean, I think partially that's just because De, uh, DeMar DeRozan is the ultimate. Give this yeah. guy the ball okay. with eight seconds left. But regardless uh Murray ranked 65th last season in 32 minutes a game uh averaged basically 16 7 and 5 with a steal and a half uh someone who has I mean he's been on pace for like two steals a game per 36 for a while now um but I I think it's just it's it's the going to be steals are sweet and steals is the category every year people undervalue
2: yep. until they're like halfway into the
1: season 100% and um you know the main thing for him is can he start hitting threes more consistently? Because if he can do that, that opens up his driving game, you know, yeah. uh, all that. But...
2: I, I, uh, second main thing for him.
1: Sure. How many of those, was it roughly six
2: assists a game DeRozan was getting? Six or seven, yeah. How many of those go to Murray? Right. You would think the majority. Yeah. But uh, then also, why wasn't he playing more point guard last year? Like, DeRozan, not a natural point guard. Now, I get it that they had the two-person old man game going for a while. Right. But, uh, I'm just not so... Granted, he's going into his 25th age, you know, season. He's in his prime or approaching his prime. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, but w- I, I feel like we gave him, in part of the excessive RotoWire love, a lot of benefit of the doubt saying he's young. He's going to grow into this role. The Spurs are awesome at developing people. And I'm starting to think maybe he's just not the, the star they've always hoped he'd become.
1: Yeah. It's, It is tough to project some of these guys, and the steals factor is a big. That's a big swing piece because if you know we haven't projected for one point eight, but if he averages only one point four because he's taking on more offense. Well, and here's the scare too: his steals, despite
2: his minutes per game going up six minutes per, steals actually went down from an amazing one point seven to one point five. Now one point five steals per game is still awfully valuable, right? But it's no longer in that eye popping reach for DeJounte
1: Murray category.
2: It, it, at the very least, they should have stayed at 1.7 when his minutes went up.
1: Right. I think people, whether or not he hits 34, I'm not sure. I think people will reach for him at 34 just because of the situation. Yeah. It, it's the same to me as like Shea, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander last year where yeah. it's like the situation yeah. presents analogy. itself. Um,
2: but, but I think I got to give the nod to ESPN on this one. Okay. I'm a little more in the uh, 60 camp.
1: Sure. Well, you you generally, I think, draft more conservative. And I've been guilty of that, too. I, I'm trying to be more aggressive in my drafts, especially after pick, like, 50. You know, once I kind of have, like, my five guys, I think I, I'm going to start just taking shots at guys that, like, I really believe in. Because the fact is, like, after the first week or two of the season, you can replace almost half your team from waivers anyway. Yeah. You know, some guys might get hurt. Like oh, um, We've got Murray at 34.
2: So right. uh, 12-team league, that's late in the third. Mm-hmm. You can get Jalen Brown. You, you could. You can get. Jaylen, who would you rather have? Jalen Brown, Drew
1: Holiday, or Dejounte Murray? Because they're all in that ballpark. Jalen Brown. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, the board. he's the closer guy to being like an All NBA player. Yeah. And it's a team that's trying to be competitive. They need him. Um, all of that. Uh, okay, moving down our list, we have. <laughs> We don't have to spend uh, – here's what I'll say. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this because everyone everyone knows what the deal is here. Speaking of me being more conservative, this is where I'm 100% against our ranking. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Sporzingis. Boo! Uh, we have him at rank 40. Now, I will say – Is Balsawood an appropriate nickname? What's a fragile material that I think you know represent?
2: Porcelain? Porcelain? <laughs> Christoph's Porcelain might be what I call <laughs> him.
1: Like that fake glass that they use in movies to break bottles right, right. over people's heads <laughs> yeah, with. <right>. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. um, that's what Porzingis' knees are made of. <laughs> um, here's what I will say: so we have him ranked 40th. ESPN has him ranked uh, Dray, 79th. I'm, I'm giving the nod to Dre. You can get him at 79. I'm pretty confident that you can get him there. What I will say in our defense is that we only have him projected for 60 games out of 82. We have him projected to miss 22 games. Now, whether you think that's too conservative, that's another story. Where did you rank last year?
2: Because you have that up.
1: I'm sorry. um, No, it's okay. Um, Last year, well, do you want per game or total?
2: Give us per game.
1: Per game, 40th. He is 40th last year, 36th the year before, 21 the year before. So we have,
2: him, we have him
1: at 40 this year. Yep. Which almost implies we don't think he'll miss more than four or five games. No, I mean, we we have him projected to miss 22 games, and okay. we still think that even missing 22 games, he'll still rank 40. That's how good his numbers are, is what I'm trying to say. Right. His numbers are that good. there's also a little center scar- uh, scarcity sprinkled in there. Does he even qualify at center anymore? If he qualifies at center, that gives him a bump. Um, that's, that's something worth discussing. But everyone knows what the deal is there. If you're aggressive, draft him. If you're conservative, just don't. don't. Um, Jaron Jackson. We have Jaron Jackson at 43. ESPN has him at 82. He might be the ultimate games played
2: guy. I mean, rich rich history. Now, the if you follow the Schefter rule of follow the money, they just threw a truckload of money at Jack. Wait no no I'm confusing my power forwards sorry I was thinking about the
1: Hawks they will they'll give him money yeah I mean, I, I'm he's pretty do
2: for the yeah
1: yeah uh so Jackson was drafted fourth in 2018 um he's only played 126 NBA games so like you mentioned, the injury concern really played 11 games last year the thing you have to look at though is his 2019 20 season where he averaged 17 points you know f- he's not a good rebounder. He's basically a three and D power forward center. He's very similar to like Miles Turner or Chris Depps Porzingis. He puts up those same type of numbers. Um, and so that year he ranked sixty-fifth per game. And again, he's someone who's he's twenty-one years old. If he can stay healthy, but again, it's an it's if amazing he can stay healthy. He's only 21. I know. You know, what something that, that was crazy to me the other day, I I, I tweeted about this, but Pascal Siakam is He he got drafted late, but he is 27, Siakam. Yeah. That's older than Giannis. That's four (laughs) years older than Jason Tatum, Siakam. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's something that just like— You don't think of him because he started at 24, right? And uh, you don't think of him as old. Yeah, he made his first All-Star game as a 25-year-old. And you know he got drafted at 22. It's bizarre. Um, Jackson is in that need state, and he's especially more in that they need him to produce now that Stephen Adams is their center. Right. Because Valenciunas. Gone. Yeah. New Orleans. You could, because they were giving the ball to Valenciunas to like save them and a shot clock. Yeah. He's a high usage guy. You saw in the playoffs, he was just dominating. Yeah. Um, or like the play in, you know, towards the end of the season. But he was taking it to the Warriors, which was like incredible to watch. I, I almost still feel like they're like, hey, we're supposed to be tanking. Get off the team. Yeah. They're You're going to New Orleans. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried. New Orleans is just going to have him shoot a ton of threes to space the floor for uh, Zion. But uh, I don't know what's yeah, going on there. I don't. Want, yeah. Uh. Um, but I feel like Stephen Adams' presence. They're just going to be like
2: Adams. You have to do all the grunt work because we can't yep. let Jackson get hurt. Jackson's going to mm-hmm. have poor for a power forward. Jackson's rebounding stinks. It's bad. So I I'm. I'm not sure I have Jackson as low as ESPN does at 82, but I don't have
1: him as high as 43 where we have him sitting. Down. We shoot the middle draft him like 60th. Yeah, I think I think that's what a lot of people do because again, it's that like He's sixth off the radar for most. Of us. It's that sixth he didn't round, have the like
2: awesome John Collins come back in the playoffs that I
1: mistaken for at
2: the beginning. of the, <laughs> <game>. <laughs> the segment. Right. Um. Okay, we have, where do we have collins while we're
1: at it what am i i'm wasting our time where do we got collins here i should uh collins is if i can do this correctly 36. 36 espn has him at 63 so we
2: got collins at 36 and jaron jackson at 43 i would say i'm way more in the john collins camp he did get the money from atlanta
1: yeah and well i think i, I think collins will have a good year especially because uh on Kanwu is starting the season hurt yeah what's his shoulder right his shoulder I, they brought in Gorgie Jang but you'd think maybe they just give a lot of Sangermans to backup up to Collins because they have so much depth at the wing like they have Gallinari seen major, meaningful I know in a long time. Yeah. they have so much depth at the wing like you want to be able to play Gallinari Cam Regish, Hunter Herder, like all these guys right, so Collins at the five frees that up yeah he's floor spacing five I, I love John Collins I've been yeah. a huge fan of his for a long time yeah, but yeah, you got to get the sports illustrated John Collins, <laughs> which is a few decades off timing wise. But yeah, if they had one, yeah, should get a John Collins jersey. That be should. that would be obscure. Which color would you go with? I don't care for the black
2: version of their jerseys. I don't think of them as.
1: I think they're buy. all pretty classy. That red is pretty bold. You got anything? Like the white is the Dominique Wilkins era throwbacks oh. is really what you should get. For Collins. Those are beautiful. Yeah, I might as well cool. just get a Wilkins jersey at that point. Um, no one who would that's the jo- when you buy a retired player's. Jersey, that's the
2: safest route, you know. Oh yeah, you know we got a we got I got my kid a Rajon Rondo fathead when he was with the Celtics. Why I thought he'd be a lifelong Celtic player. Yeah. Why didn't I just get
1: Pierce? Right. True. Terrible. I have I have a lot Sorry, of retired. <laughs> I have a lot of retired players' jerseys. I have I have a Keem's jersey. I have Vince Carter. Um, <laughs> I have a Blake Griffin Clippers jersey. He might as well be retired. <laughs> uh. Okay. This is you had me to Blake Griffin. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. This is a uh, this is a big one. Uh, this is big Russell Westbrook. So Wait, whoa,
2: whoa 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 oh I oh, skipped oh, over you Halliburton. Skipped
1: what I think. Sorry. is a Big one. Okay. You want to take this one? Well,
2: I love RotoWire's take here versus ESPN's. Okay. We've got Tyrese Halliburton at forty six. Mm-hmm. Give me that all day long. ESPN still has him at
1: ninety. You know Where he does do- stand on this. He doesn't put up gaudy numbers, but yet he's only had one season. The thing is, his numbers – so there are some guys, you know, when you talk about fantasy, where their numbers – some guys' numbers just don't translate to fantasy. Some guys' numbers just do trans- – like, for example, John ja Morant. His numbers do not translate to fantasy because he doesn't really hit threes. Yeah, yeah. His free throw percentage is just kind of bad. No steals. Right. Halliburton is but the exact – But leads the team. Leads the team. Halliburton the exact opposite. Puts up no real numbers, and yet they all look amazing because he's hyper-efficient. For example, last season as a rookie, Halliburton ranked 69th on a per game basis. He averaged 13 5 and 3. Yeah. That doesn't see, that that doesn't seem to track, right? But we have him, you know, we have him projected at
2: age 20 season two age yes. 20. There is there is there's room to upside. grow. There's huge yeah. And also this. Marvin Bagley <laughs> should not be starting the season with the Sacramento Kings. Ideally not. I mean, the problem is they're only going to get a bag of balls for Bagley, yep. right? But they really want Barnes at the four, Healed yeah. at the
1: three, and Halliburton at the two. Yeah, I'm actually. I would love to see Bagley in a Oklahoma City Thunder jersey. That's yes. probably where he's headed at this. Give point, him right? 30
2: minutes a game. Prove it or lose it. You know. And yeah. Yeah. He's,
1: Amen. He's better than Isaiah Roby. Like it's not. You might as well take a chance on him. But you know the thing about Halliburton, so. You know, a lot of times you see these rankings, and immediately when I see rankings that jump out at me, which this one did, by the way, when I saw Halliburton ranked, um, you know, forty sixth, or at least oh, for, for us, us, when I saw him ranked forty six, I was like, that seems kind of high. But that's, so that's numbers like, over reality. That's the numbers right. over. Yeah, and I so I, I go and and look at his projections, and Nick did most of the projections. I'll say, but and he drinks a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a joke. I'm um, the one with the problem. <laughs> he. But you look at you look at the projections, and they're. You might, you could maybe even argue our projections are conservative yeah. on him. Yeah, you know we have him increase about three points a game, half an assist, one more rebound, point two more steals. His percentages are almost identical.
2: How about this? He shot forty-seven point two percent as a rookie. Like every rookie has a bad field goal percentage, and you yep. in our projections you just assume well that's going to go up two or three points in his sophomore year. He shot like a veteran. He's a win. He he's a shooting guard playing a lot of point. He's not just catching threes in the corner and draining them easy like uh, PJ Tucker. You know, well, he doesn't yeah. drain him anymore. No, he doesn't. But, but like he shot forty-seven percent. He's such a veteran who's going into his age twenty-one season.
1: He he was close to a 50 40 90 player last year. Yeah, he was eighty-six percent from the line. Right. He's not a high usage guy from the line. He shoots a lot of threes, but like he's such a well-rounded player. You no, know, you can play him at yeah. – you might be able to play him at four positions. But,
2: depend- so he hit 2.13s a game last
1: year. Yep. That's
2: going up, right? It should. Yeah, especially when Bagley's playing for the Thunder. <laughs> yeah.
1: Those ugly orange things they wear every now and then. Ooh. I'm trying to think of who the Thunder would even give back in that trade. Two, three Derek, sec-
2: Derek Favors. Three second-round picks.
1: Be, they'd be high second-rounders. Well, you think yeah. about – um, They could – honestly –
2: Oklahoma City could just give leftover draft picks that are in their sofa. I mean they got so many right. they got so many extra picks.
1: Well you think about it the, like ah, choose any two of these. Just help yourself. The Pistons traded Dumbuya to the Nets and they got back four second rounders and five million dollars.
2: <laughs> <Right, right.
1: laughs> so <laughs> Bagley should be able to Bagley yeah. should that should be eighteen second round picks. Right. <laughs> exactly. And a Sam Presti intern. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. Next kind of, a bigger name in our rankings, there we go. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. ESPN has him ranked 18th. We have him ranked 55. Here's, here's where I think his whole trajectory will be
2: based on. How many games does LeBron miss? Mm-hmm. How many games does Davis miss? Yep. The assumption is those old vets miss big chunks of games. And in those games, Westbrook's usage will go through the roof. It'll be wizard-like per, you know, usage yeah. rate. Because they're like, oh my goodness, Russell, you're the man tonight. Just go right. off. At which, of course, he salivates about, right? Oh yeah. And but I mean, it's all DFS because he's going to be all or nothing. When LeBron's out there, he's not getting to you know sit on the ball like he used to with Washington and Houston and OKC.
1: He can't do that right. anymore. This one to me is this is such a hard projection because so. He ranked 25th last year, I should at least say. Ranked 25th per game last year. With, with all the usage he could handle. Because it was yes. Bradley Beal, Westbrook, and Pray for Rain. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of tough to tell what... like I, Just the entire Lakers dynamic. I don't know if I want a piece of any of these Lakers players no. in fantasy. It's, it's, a, it's a volatile situation. I assure you, you will do this at some point. You will need threes.
2: You will pick up Wayne Ellington for two weeks. You will then drop him for someone else. Yeah. Everyone will do I will do that. You will do that. Yep. <laughs> I, I, we should. There should be a toast or some sort of clicking
1: <laughs> noise on my PC when that occurs, and then when you drop. It. It's a oh Lakers on a four game week. Hey, oh Wade Ellington. <laughs> It's <laughs> kind of like the Joe that, that's Engels. 15
2: threes in the bank, right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there are yeah. always those guys. Um, <laughs> it's tough to know. It's like, well, you know, is Westbrook like Westbrook? So intense. Is he going to allow? You know, is like my theory is that this allows LeBron to take the fewest dribbles of his career. Yeah, LeBron doesn't have to dribble anymore. He can stand at the three point line, operate offense from the top of the key like Jokic. He can post up a little bit. You know, he can operate from there. Westbrook can handle all the transition stuff. Yeah. You know, West, uh, LeBron, the Westbrook addition hurts Westbrook's value, Davis's value, James. Yeah. What? Well, usage and, rates getting spread around. And the question is like, I, I'm equally as fascinated by the rebounding aspect of this because LeBron is going to demand his seven to nine yeah. rebounds a game. Right. Westbrook loves to get the rebound. Westbrook loves to rebound. Anthony Davis is, I guess, the most passive of the three. <laughs> Anthony Davis is going to average like five rebounds next year.
2: <laughs> just to keep things happy. Well, yeah. I mean, even if they're all healthy, you still sit those guys. Because who cares the first half of the season, right? I know. Um, this should affect Westbrook, but I don't think it will. I am mean, it was just anger the Celtics or one of my other preferred teams didn't get him. Kendrick Nunn on the cheap. I was so hoping the Celtics would get when the when the Heat had to dump none for money reasons. I was praying the Celtics would hop on Kendrick.
1: The Lakers have so much depth that this was another team that like you look at their depth chart and you're like, how are all the who's who's going to who's play are they going to play six guys at a time? Because they're they're everyone's making the minimum, chasing a ring so they could live in L. A. It's crazy. Their guard depth chart is Westbrook, Nunn, Rondo, Ellington, Horton, Tucker, Monk. Yeah. Like, Bazemore, Bazemore is there. Um,
2: it's, I don't know, like, who's and by the way, Kent Bazemore, if you're listening to this, Alex and I would love some free Under Armour stuff. Yeah,
1: we <laughs> you know you're big on throwing that around. We're here. Babe. I'm, a, I'm definitely a, a Bazemore fan. Um, I'm afraid his career has probably gone. To you LA and I to are very Bazemore like in the
2: road to wire pickup, which you're playing <laughs> in tonight. In uh, that, we're excited, we, we don't shoot that often, we're just trying to not get hurt. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of everything, but not particularly good at
1: anything. Though Alex can dunk. It should be known Alex can dunk. It's true. I, um, Yeah, I spend all day just kind of floating around the court, making passes, not playing defense. And then as soon as a transition opportunity happens where I think I can be the first one to lead the break and get a free dunk, I'm out. That's all my cardio. And, and I'm the opposite. I'm just trying to grab those guys. Yeah. Like, who can I intentionally foul here? To Ken's grabbing guys' jerseys.
2: <laughs> right. I foul! him damn it stop the ball Side out
1: i dunk and then i walk back on defense i'm at the half court line while the other play is going on
2: all right so westbrook 18 for espn seems a little crazy i would not draft him 18th. how is the ball available that much to be ranked 18th you need davis hey if davis and lebron get hurt you're absolutely loving shares of russell westbrook and that could happen
1: i i think i would not draft a laker like i think if i drafted one laker i'd want all of them I'd be like, yeah. Just like, give me all like the, the entire backfield
2: of a football fantasy, you know? School. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, yeah. just give me all of the the Lakers guys. Yeah. Um,
2: but Westbrook at eighteen, where ESPN has him, to me that implies you need both Davis and LeBron to miss a whole lot of games, which could happen.
1: But it seems like one of them will be okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Looks like. I mean, we have we may have like ten names left. Do you want to go through all of them? Do you want to hit them quick? Do you want one
2: each? How many? How, far, how many minutes? Oh are man.
1: In this um, Is anyone still with us? Hello? Hello? <laughs> I don't even remember what time we started, honestly. Um, We've we got to be like 35, 40 you minutes into two this. two names,
2: I'll pick two names. Okay. We'll wrap it
1: up with the good people. Well, someone that I know uh, that you love, Beef Stew. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, Isaiah Stewart. Well,
2: Shannon really should be here. Yeah. Uh, the difference here isn't huge. Rotowire has him at 97, ESPN at 128. Mm-hmm. Um, the beef stew for a little while looked like he was hands down going to be the starting center for Shannon's Detroit Pistons, and then Kelly Olenek came into the picture. Now Olenek, not a classic five, frankly, a good passing stretch four that also happens to be almost seven foot. Yeah, with an awkward hairstyle and he's Canadian.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with Olenek. Olenek Olenek himself is a tough. Like, uh, what do you do with him in fantasy? Because if he plays twenty nine minutes a game. I mean, like how well he was playing with Houston was absurd last year. So that's a whole thing. But, what about what about this lineup, Alex?
2: And sure, finish your thought. Sure, Cunningham minutes at the one. Yeah, would let you move Bay to the two, let you move Grant to the three, so that Olin. This seems like a lot of moves to let Olinick play as natural four, and Stewart can play. B Stewart can play the same.
1: I mean, I would do that. I mean, I think they're. I think they're so organizationally committed to Killian Hayes. Yeah. That they won't do that. However, I do think that we will see. I mean, maybe Olenek just plays the backup four and five. He plays twenty. He's a six man. Yeah, yeah. Which a role he's done before, so he should be fine. With, That's his. Right? That should be his role in the NBA. Yeah. It's yeah. twenty six minutes. If he's a game. starting on your squad. It's a problem. Right. Um, oh, uh, Houston Rockets. <laughs> yeah. So main thing about Isaiah Stewart. Um, his last nineteen appearances last season, mm. he played twenty seven minutes. He ranked eightieth in per game production. Because he hits no threes. Right. But, I mean, the th- the thing about Stewart also is that he was actually one of the best, like, shot blockers and rebounds, rebounders in the NBA last season on, like, a yeah. rate basis. I mentioned this with Nick on our last podcast, and this is as a rookie, um, 17th in total rebound percentage as a rookie, 8th mm-hmm. in total block percentage as a rookie. As a 20-year-old rookie. As a 20-year-old rookie, who, by the way... Is a six foot eight center. Yeah. So it's like if he can get thirty minutes, he's going to be one of the best rebounders, potentially one of the best shot blockers in the NBA. I'll tell you this: in any RotoWire league that Shannon's a part of, Isaiah Stewart is going before ninety seventh where we have him ranked. Yes. So. Yeah, because you're in the hundred range. You're shooting right. for like what's it? The, it's all best case scenarios, right. and his best case scenario might be like sixtieth overall if he plays. I mean, if he plays thirty two minutes a game, the ESPN one twenty eight seems to be giving Olinick a little too much credit. Yeah, and they have Olenek pretty high as well. I think they have him in the 70s. So I think they have it's different – Rock,
2: Rockets influence there.
1: Yeah, they have him 76th. Yeah. So they, they feel differently than we feel about yeah. their situation. All right. I want to hear from you, sir. Sure. Because I'm a little biased.
2: Okay. ESPN has Kemba Walker at 53. I've been cursing out Kemba Walker's knees for two years now. Yeah. I can't tell you how much bourbon I spilled in the sports basement <laughs> yelling at Kemba Walker. ESPN 53,
1: we have him at 101.
2: Please bash Kemba Walker.
1: I would never draft Kemba Walker 53rd or wherever. Top 80, I don't think I could do it. So past so if you even if you want to look at this on a per-game, like if you're a best ball, like best-case scenario for Kemba Walker, what happens here? Over the past two, last season he ranked 59th per game. The year before that, 43. Per game. Per game. Per game. Total last season, he ranked 117th. Right. So I don't I don't know what, and he's coming into an established offense already, where Randall, Julius Randall needs a thousand touches. Evan Fournier is going to get touch. R.J. Yeah. Barrett's there to get touches. They have Burks off the bat. They have Derrick, they still have Derrick Rose. I mean, if you're a Knicks fan, what you're excited about is, oh my gosh, we finally have depth for free. Right.
2: They basically yeah. got him for free. Right. We finally have depth. Yes. Right. A, a great move by the Knicks. It was, yeah. So from 100%. a fantasy standpoint, the name Kimball Walker for the rest of his career is always going to be higher than the value of Kimball Walker. Yeah. I like Kimball Walker as a person. I do too. He's great. Wonderful guy, great team player. He could have he could have complained a little more about stuff in Boston and didn't. Yeah. Um he's home. Good for him. Love that he's playing in his hometown, New York. Right. But fantasy wise. If he plays sixty percent of games, that almost seem. I mean, the over under on games played here on eighty two game season,
1: it's got to be what sixty one. You know, yeah, I think so. I, you're one hundred percent right. Nail on the head. Amazing real life ac- acquisition. Is just not someone that's worth the hype in fantasy.
2: When you're setting your weekly lineups,
1: you're going to go,
2: oh, Walker. The Knicks have four games. Oh, Walker's got four games. He's not playing four games. I can assure you, in a four-game week, he's going to take one of the have to take one of those nights off. His knee didn't just—he
1: had a year and a half to fix that knee, and it didn't happen. Yep. So we have him projected for 58 games. We have him projected to play 29 minutes a game. I think that look to me that is great. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't that bad on my uh, over under there. So you you're you're nearly perfect. All right. Thank you. Um, so, we just pause while I pat myself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I think people draft Kemba Walker 80, you know, 80, 90, just. You know, because you never know, but um, 53. All right, let's get deeper. Let's get into the reach round here. I want to ask
2: you about one more name, a name, sadly, that honestly, as a company, we've probably dedicated way too much airtime to. But let's do it anyway. Larry Nance Jr. God, I love Larry Nance. Brother, play, Younger brother, still plays at Northwestern, not doing well. But okay, Larry Nance Jr., what I loved about him in Cleveland was his dad played in Cleveland. No one wants to be. He was one of the few athletes that wants to be in Cleveland, and Cleveland <laughs> traded him. In an awful move, frankly.
1: <laughs> Nance, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated players in the entire NBA. Bench dream, bench dream guy. Yeah, um, always put up great per game. Really versatile player. Amazing athlete. Can play three positions. Hustles on defense, which in the NBA you cannot take for granted. Right. And was stuck in a situation in Cleveland where he was basically 20 minutes a game, and then Kevin Love would get hurt, and then Nance was 29 minutes a game, and then he's putting up like 15, 10, and four with three blocks, and you're like, why is this guy not playing yeah. all the time? Yeah. Um, so he got triggered to Portland. Yeah. If you take a look at Portland's depth chart, I don't know how many people have actually like really looked at Portland's depth chart. Not easy to do. <laughs> it's painful. After their starting five, it is really bad. Are you bad
2: mouthing Cody Zeller?
1: Yes, we are. <laughs> I mean, he, he, it's, it's, anyway, Portland na, depth charts back. you're saying Mr.
2: Little's not going to be huge for the Triple Blazers? Yeah. I,
1: they were, they were going to have like Nas Little play real minutes. Uh, um, they still are going to have Zeller play real minutes. Ben McLemore and Tony Snell are like the, the backups on the <laughs> wing for this <laughs> team. Really, like yeah. the backups. Yeah. And Anthony Simons, they they signed Dennis Smith. Anyway.
2: Also, I, I would argue, get, move Covington to small forward. Could do it. Yeah, Start Nance. Because Powell and C.J. Cullum. Uh, <laughs> it's redundant. Is to- McCollum and, and totally redundant. Thank you. I yes. got so angry, I stuttered. I couldn't <laughs> even complete the sentence.
1: I was so mad at how utterly redundant Norman Powell and C.J. McCullum are. Yeah. Powell's perfect, like, bench microwave guy. Perfect. Yeah. Throw him and Simons out there, but... I think Nance could like legitimately play three positions for this team, like small forward, power forward, we center. We may
2: never see the use of Nurkic we used to see,
1: meaning right. someone else needs to rebound on this team, and it's probably not Robert Covington. Nurkic has had injury issues as well. Zeller is never healthy, so there are going to be some games where Nance is out there playing real center minutes. Yeah. Again, he could play 30 minutes a game as a backup. So, yeah, we have him ranked 120, I might. I, this, this I would team draft team him on defense higher. Potentially last year?
2: was awful. Awful. They need him. Portland's defense atrocious, and there's no other solutions. It's not like McCollum and Lillard just start to play great backcourt defense. That's it's not going to happen. No. Their only chance to improve this defense is a healthy Nurkic that cares, which I'm starting to wonder if that's ever going to happen. And Larry Nance in the starting line,
1: and Covington, and Covington. for defense, yeah. yeah.
2: But Covington was already there. I mean, I'm sorry to improve where they were right.
1: last. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, ESPN has him 179. We have him 120. I might draft him higher than 120, just because you get I'm so hot. You could get, get him at 120. 120. I, some people might know. You know, yeah. we're going The problem is we're going I'm gonna write so many articles that will be like draft Larry Nance. That <laughs> sidebar Larry Nance for every Cavs game,
2: he would highlight a local business in Cleveland that needed help due to the pandemic. Hmm. I don't know where he would wear their T-shirt and merch, hmm. take photos of himself. And in the write up would publicize like literally a donut shop on Third Street. Wow. You know? And and like here's their website and their you know, go learn more about this great donut. I've had their donuts, they're awesome. Sure. And I was like and he did an eighty two well not eighty two, Dave, seventy one. Yeah, 72, yeah. I was so impressed.
1: Anyway, go He's Cleveland. Awesome guy. The land. Um <laughs> The Land. <laughs> and wrote a wire favorite, Larry Nance. Uh do
2: we end on Larry? You want to do uh, one more player? Uh, Let's you can do one more player, then we're out. Peace out. <laughs>
1: Someone I would like to discuss. Pokashevsky, you just like to say that name, Alexei Pokashevsky. Oh, bravo! So that's like that's like fine wine when you rattle off that name. I, I'm not bringing him up necessarily because I wanted to talk about him because Nick and I kind of talked about this last yes, podcast. You are. He is un- <laughs> he is unranked by ESPN. That's, not not in their top 200. That's A little crazy we have him 1 131. So theoretically Poku could be 201 on their list. Yeah. But he would still be 70 spots lower. The mere fact he's a 7-foot small forward alone says take a flyer on this guy. I know and and Nick and I were having the debate, you know, last podcast we dra- we said uh, it was a would you draft would you rather draft this guy or this guy podcast. And the question I presented to Nick was would you rather draft Kyle Kuzma yeah. or Alexei Pokashevsky? And both of us said Pogushevsky. I mean, here's who he's competing with for shots in the front court: Darius Baisley, Isaiah Roby. Yeah, right. Roby is. I. I have some hope for Baisley, who's kind of highly recruited. Yeah. He's still whatever. Only Twenty-one. It's crazy how young he is. Though. But yeah, yeah. You have to trust me in that. Roby is
2: a nobody. Roby is is he is that stuff they put in sandwiches to make it look thicker. <laughs> Like, not quite the lettuce. What's the white part of the lettuce that doesn't feel like it's lettuce? It's just like uh, yeah, iceberg cheap, lettuce or something. Ice, yeah. The, it's the cheap part of the lettuce head that should have been thrown out, but they're like, yeah, we need to stuff these sandwiches. He's the
1: ultimate definition of a warm body. Yeah. And, um, you know, Poku, I, listen, it, you look at his stats, it's like, this man shot 36%. What are you talking about? He, he had maybe more turnovers than assists. What are you talking about? Well, he's only 12 years old. He is tw- <laughs> He's 12 years old and 120 pounds. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that, so the I, I just think he probably will be the – he might be the second highest usage guy in the team. It's tough to say. So it's yeah. Shea Gildress-Alexander, number one. Lou Dort's not really a ball-handling guy. They're going to give some minutes to Josh Giddy because they drafted him. But Poku is their guy. Like, he's going to play 30 minutes a game, I think. Um, he might take the third most shots on the team. He could take the second most shots on the team, First honestly. First round pick. First round pick last year. Yeah, and one thing that was kind of interesting about his off season is they purposely t- had him not play in summer league because they have a, s- a specific off season plan for him. What is that plan? I don't know. I think it's a secret. I think they're probably just putting him in the gym. They're probably having him work it's on easy specific to hide stuff. In OKC. You know, there's not a lot of national press lurking around. Yeah, no one's like, why isn't Pokashevsky in summer league? Like, Poku? Poku? I d- I demand to see. I would <laughs> I would so much rather see Pokashevsky off season videos than Ben Simmons off season videos. <laughs> Like, where are Amen. those? Amen. Where's the Pokoshevsky benching 95 <laughs> pound video? Like, here's what I've. All right. To that point, I am 10 inches shorter than Pokoshevsky. I'm
2: 6'2. He's seven foot. I weigh 20 more pounds than Pokoshevsky. <laughs> I'm not in great shape. Lord knows. <laughs> but I'm not in terrible shape. I still run four miles three times a week. You know, that's, that's impressive, actually. Uh, I don't no, do that. It's not a fast four miles, but I'm doesn't it doesn't you know? <laughs> matter. But he's 195 and seven foot. I, you know what? He can't beat me. Part of that program is loading him up. He, If he's 195 again this year, that secret offseason program didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Shoot for
1: 205, Poco. You can do it. <laughs> 205. I would hope so. <laughs> um, okay, that will that do it for us. Um, yes. Hey-oh. Winbet, baby. Winbet. W-Y-N-N. Yes. Check them out. It's the place where famous people go. You can be famous, too. Um, you, I, Franco Harris, me. Crap stable right now. <laughs> Uh, it was awesome to do an in person pod again. Thank you Fred. Um it's so much like it's so much smoother. I know this probably goes like under people who don't like do podcasts, but like having to you when you're on Skype with like three people, you have to wait for someone to yeah. stop, you're worried about cutting them off, you can't d- read the body language or anything like that. It's just so much a better process than than doing it. I'll add too, we're about two, three weeks away from video. Back to the video. Back pod. to the video. This is just audio, but
2: YouTube for the YouTube fans will be back. Two, three
1: weeks. Still, still figure out that schedule. Yeah. yeah. We don't have an end quote, so I guess we'll just end Ooh. on demanding Pokushevsky. More Poku. More Poku, more burgers, more pizza for Poku. <laughs> it's not hashtag free Poku. It's hashtag more Poku. Like, we need more Poku info. We need more of Poku to exist. Yes. <laughs> I want I want twice as much Alexei Pokushevsky news as Ben Simmons news. Yes. <laughs> Trade Simmons already. it's taking so
2: long?